Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Highlights is done by bleaching the hair, but separating pieces of the right. hair. Right, did you do that? No. What she got I mean, is I like... I know how highlights are done. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know the What? Process. This is natural. This is the plaintiff, Deborah Estrella. She says she went to the defendant's hair salon because her hair was black and orange and she wanted to change it to a light blonde uniform color. Well, the one who ruined the job, she was left with four different colors in her hair and thinks this whole experience has been very difficult for her to handle emotionally because she looked like a freak. She sued for every penny of the $740 she paid the woman and also the cost to redo her hair. This is the defendant, Michelle. She says she's a master colorist at a natural hair salon. And when the plaintiff came in, her hair was in deplorable condition. She did a beautiful job on the woman's hair. She left with a nice blonde shade. She was happy, and that should have been that. Then a few days later, she came in and demanded half her money back. She refused, and here they are today in court. She's accused of being shady. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Is it Estrella or Estrella? Estrella. Deborah Estrella, you are suing the salon where you got your hair done, represented here by Michelle. You're actually the stylist who did the hair, correct? Okay, for $740, $650, the amount you paid for her to color your hair? Wow. And $90 to recolor your hair because, according to you, she did such a poor job. Tell me what happened. Um, I was referred to them by one of my coworkers. She told me that they did excellent work and I had recently bleached like the ends of my hair because I, what I wanted to do was have like a dark tone on my roots and like light colored on the bottom, but something to like complement my skin tone. Um, it didn't come out so good when I did it, so she was like, "Go to this place; they're really awesome." They'll what was it? it? How did how did it come out? According to you, it was black and orange. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, do you it, have pictures? Yeah, I have pictures here uh, okay. when I did it <laughs> myself. So. I'm not the best. I'm not okay. a professional. That's how I, that's how I the went to the salon. The price is right, though. 
All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So that was not what you were going for. No, not at all. Okay. Like I didn't go up as high as I wanted. So I was just right. like. So I then you decided done. to have it done professionally. And, and what did you ask her when you came in? Um, I asked for the pricing. They told me that I needed to come in because that they don't do um, the pricing over the phone. And when I came in, she did the like she go, went over my hair and she said that I would need a package for a 650 and it would be two sessions. I said, that's fine. She had told me that it would be But what did you tell her you wanted done? I told her I wanted a dark tone on my roots. I wanted to, I really didn't want to touch my roots, but I wanted a nice lighter color where it's blonde, but then the black rose out. I wanted that kind of look. She told me she would be able to do it because I told her right now the black and orange that I had in so my hair. So I, I want to be clear. Are you saying that you asked her for a solid color, whether it's from here or from here? Are you saying that you asked her for one for solid, solid color? color yeah, you didn't. One. Okay, you didn't apply one solid color, right? You applied highlights. Well, what she needed was a corrective coloring. Um, but what we explain is that our whole goal is to keep the hair healthy, especially since she abused her hair at home. Um, it was very sensitive. So we explain we have a system of treatments because her hair was red and orange. She uh -huh. wants to go into the blonde family. Okay. So to get the red and orange out, we have to continue to keep lightening it. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Um, she was there for about seven hours nonstop working with her Okay. Hair. Did you apply any color? Yeah, of course. The okay. Final, Did the you apply different colors like highlights? No. It's just more of just, highlights is done by bleaching the hair, but separating pieces of the right. hair. Right, did you do that? No. What she got no, honey, is I like- I know how highlights are done. Yeah, I was just gonna Trust say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know the What, process. this is natural? Yeah. Um, all right. So, you have, do you have pictures of how it looked? Um, after, yeah. Yeah. And all right, when you were there, did you complain at all? When I was there, I got up from the chair, and because their whole um, rule was that that you weren't allowed to see your hair until after it was done. They didn't want you. Is that true that you don't let them look in the mirror while you're doing their, your stuff? Well, we turn the chair around when it's in the middle of the process because we, we work with cases like hers all the time. So it's just like when the hair is wet or it's curly, it's not dry, just to keep the client relaxed throughout their entire process until it's finished blow drying, then we'll show them. But they do see it. I mean, I would never tolerate that. I want to see it while it's going on. No, they on, do but... see it. We... All right, so this is how you looked afterwards? Yeah, like that and was what's the, your problem with it? The is... same night. I asked, when before I paid her, before I put the money in her hand, I said, specifically, I work at a bank, and I want my, care, my hair to be one color because what I did to it was terrible. And it wasn't it wasn't presentable for my job. And just why people who have highlights are not allowed to work at not them, No, but the, the okay. extreme colors that I had in my okay, hair. Okay, well, what's your problem though? What is it that you didn't like? The my my roots were really bleached bad when I pulled it back in a ponytail because the roots were so much lighter than the ends. She left it on too long. She's not the one that actually did my hair. It was another woman. And Wait, you didn't do her hair? No. We worked together. No, so did you do her never... hair, yes or no? Yes, we both worked together. Oh, worked together on her hair. Well, on her hair, okay. yeah. I thought you meant we worked together at the salon. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it was. All right, so you're unhappy because you feel like there's too many colors going it, it on here. It was way too many colors. And I told her I wanted to, when I gave her the 650, I said I want to be one color at least because the black okay, and but, orange. Okay, but all right, but, and the deal that you struck with her, according to you, was that you would come back a second time. The second time is not to have coffee. The second time is to correct whatever it is no, that you're not second, liking at the moment. The second you were there seven hours? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so why didn't you just come back and let her um, work on it the second time? Like I, you, I came back the next morning. I didn't And come said back. you wanted your money back. I, I came back the next morning and I told her that um, I wasn't happy with how it came out. She said that um, she would 
do something else, put some coloring into it to even it out. And I said, why wasn't it something that was done that same night if you knew that I needed that? Because what I asked for was one color and you didn't give me that. She told me um, that the lady that actually did my hair, because she didn't do my hair, the lady that did my hair, she said, if I knew that this was the type of person you are, I would have never touched your hair because I don't deal with people like you. Meaning? And I didn't know what she meant. Honestly, I, I'm not sure if she meant that I was being like, rude to her or maybe because of the work she felt offended but I told her I really appreciated the work that she did I just not I'm not happy with what happened to my hair okay were you there when she came back yes all right and you were there when she left yes when she left did she say anything she was happy okay how do you know she was happy because she said I like it okay did you say I like it when you left no Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. So, uh, simple. When she walks out of the shop without complaining, does that kill her? Uh, you don't, you gotta say what you gotta say when it's time to say it. And when is the time to say it? Right at the time of it happens. What if she has just remorse after a day or two when it settles in? That's the question. What if, like, a day or so later she looks and she says, God, now I'm really looking at it and it sucks? I think it's just like, too bad. Like, you should have said what you said when you should have. You're a heartless woman, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Going inside the courtroom. Did you say, I don't like it when you left? Yeah, I asked her, is this is how it's going to stay? And she said, it's, no, we're going to come and do it again. I said, this doesn't look really even. And she took pictures and stuff like that. She said, come back tomorrow and we'll, we'll straighten it out and we'll do something else to it. And I, I was there for so long already and I was already tired. Uh, I didn't when she comes to. back tomorrow, what does she say? She comes back the next day and she says that she was unhappy with the color. We said that's because you're still missing a second session. The second session is just final. It's like one final color. She already did the whole lightening. We did like seven hours. So why hours. is it? Why is there a range of colors in her hair? It's all history of the hair. All depends on how she, whatever she was doing with it before, whatever color she was. That's the mystery with hair. It's like everything's different for everyone um, because the history, depending if you flat iron it too much or if you color it too much, nothing is even. That's the thing with chemically processed hair. It's not virgin, so nothing is going to ever be the same. So why didn't you just go the second time? And then if you still weren't happy, I understand suing. But you end up saying, no, you're not touching my hair ever again. Give me back my money. How do you, how do you think that's going to happen? Because if you didn't do your part of the, of the contract. No, I understand that. But like, I've never seen a case like this where they specifically tell you, you will not walk out of here today necessarily with, with the final product. You must come back for phase two. They actually told you that according to your own testimony. And then you don't go back to phase two. And yet you're saying, well, it's not a final product that I like. Well, yeah, it's not a final product. I know because she when I gave before I gave her the money I said can you at least get me to something that I feel comfortable well, with seriously now? honey you can, you can't walk in and work in a bank because you can't work in a bank because your hair looks like that that's that bad that you can't was, work in a bank it was it's not like bad. they made your hair green or something it was it was not even my roots the, so the, what it's not even why, why does it stop me from working at the bank because I didn't feel comfortable with my hair and I paid six hundred well, okay but you felt comfortable with this no that's why I paid the no, money I know, to get it but I mean I done. know but see it's a contracts case for me it's just a if you're not comfortable, you don't want to go back, don't. But that's, you don't leave it at that. You know, you're a free woman. You can decide, I'm never going back there. I'm not going to let those people touch my hair. The problem is that you've come to me and you've said, and give me my money back. So you now have to show they did something wrong. You didn't even let them finish. How, could, how is that showing me that they did something wrong? My verdict in this case is for the defendant. All right, ladies. 
Well, the plaintiff has the right to not go back the second time, but uh, you leave the $740 behind you. What's your reaction to this? Um, I'm surprised. Like, I really expected to get a fair judgment on it, so it's really shocking to me, but I feel like they should have done better work. Even Why don't you give him the second team. chance to finish the job? Because she was the comments that she made to me didn't make me feel comfortable with her touching my hair again. Believe me, Judge Milian understands hair. Yeah, I'm sure she does. Okay. Thank you. Right, right around this way. So step on in here. And uh, speaking of hair, uh, how are you feeling about this outcome here? Um, I was expecting it. Um, we thoroughly explained the process um, when coloring, especially when you're trying to lighten your hair or correct something. So the fact that she didn't follow through was the reason why we were expecting mm -hmm. an outcome like this. What, what color is that hair? Uh, it's like gray, green, gray. Is there any blue in there? Yeah, some blue. Could you make Douglas look like that? I sure can. <laughs> you can? All right. Bobby? Okay, I will say it doesn't kill your case if you don't complain on the spot, but I am telling you, it really, really helps. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Felicia Kasdan. She says the defendant's vicious dog attacked her poor little 11-pound cocker spaniel in her local dog park. And the woman's being a real louse because she won't pay the vet bills. That's right. The defendant's dog was 100% at fault, admitted to such on the scene. And yet, she still owed $754.95. This is the defendant, Tammy. She says the plaintiff's little dog was in the big dog section of the park instead of the little dog section. The plaintiff's little dog was also snapping at her big dog. And dogs being dogs, they got into it. After the incident, the plaintiff apologized to her and left. Now she turns around and sues? Come on. She's accused of having a bad dog day afternoon. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $400 for a doctor's bill because she herself was bitten in the melee. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant's dog attacked her cocker spaniel in a dog park. All right. But the defendant the says the little dog was in the big dog section and it was a snapper. It's the case of you hurt my cocker spaniel bad. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. 
Thank you, Douglas. Okay, I have an instruction here not, that you don't want your last name mentioned, but I'm sorry, you're, you don't want your dog's name mentioned? No. That is a first. <laughs> so what is the purpose of... Okay, no problem. Miss <laughs> Kasdan, you are suing Tammy, who I do not get, who doesn't want her last name used or her dog's name used, for $754.95 that you say is still outstanding on the cost of vet bills yes. that you had to incur when, according to you, her dog attacked your dog. You have a counterclaim against her for $400 for a doctor's bill for you. Yes, ma'am. Because during, I mean, during the struggle, that's okay. During the struggle, I've been called a lot worse than ma'am. Uh, <laughs> during the struggle, you were bit. All right, tell me what happened. Um, on May 26th, I brought my dog to Ward Acres Dog Park, bring him about two to three times a week. On this particular day, I, my dog was leashed upon exiting the dog park. When her dog ran up. Uh, so your dog her. was on a leash when this happened? Yes, I was leaving the park. Right. Um, her dog ran up, bit him on the neck. The whole... What, what, did this happen inside the park? Yes. Okay. Um, it lasted about four minutes. How did the dog, when you say her dog came, her dog was, was in the dog park running? Running, Which yes. is what you're meant to do in a dog. Yeah. All right. And then uh, did you see her dog come up? Yeah. Was it sudden or were they sniffing each other? Sudden. And the dog came up and did what? Uh, bit him, bit my dog on the neck. And do you, did you see the dog, her dog looking at your dog and no. scoping your dog out? Like it? It was kind of, we were leaving. I was about five feet away from the door and the dog came out of nowhere. Uh, jumped on top of my dog, looked up. And when he looked up, he had my dog in his mouth. What kind of dog do you have? I have a Cocker Spaniel mix. He's about 11 pounds? pounds. How many? 11. <laughs> And how, what kind of dog do you have? A pit bull. A pit bull. Okay. How many pounds? 73. Okay. So go ahead. Um, so about six people were helping. People were smacking the dog. People were screaming at the dog to make it release. Finally, somebody put it in a chokehold, and she, the dog released its grip. Who put it in a chokehold? A woman at the park. Wow, that's okay. I, I want to know. I want that. I want to be the friend of the woman who puts a pit bull in a chokehold. <laughs> that is my kind of woman. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. It did not work. The chokehold didn't work. No. What did work? Me, me actually picking the dog up like a pup from behind his neck to calm him down so that his jaws could unlock. Seventy-three pounds worth. You picked it up with you. Yeah. Did your back hurt later? No. <laughs> but, I mean, Why didn't you do it sooner? That was such a good idea. Who are you to her? Her sister. Okay. Um, so what happens? After the dog was released, we exchanged numbers. She was apologetic. I rushed my dog to the emergency vet where he was rushed into emergency surgery. He had stitches in a drain. Um, after so that, the vet bill was eight hundred and fifty-four ninety-five. Yes. All right. And at some, so you start to communicate with her. Yes. By text. Via text. Yes. Um, now, let's get back to you in a second. What do you folks say happened? Let me start with you. Okay, I was in the park with my dog and he was um, playing with some other dogs. And she entered from the right entrance Sorry. with her dog. In her, her arms. In her arms, and right. And then after that, she put him down and he was running, you know, along she with the, the other dog dogs. The he wasn't Wait, on I can't leash. hear both of you at the same time. He was I need not to hear on one leash. first and then the other one. Okay. Go ahead. And then he ran over to my dog and started biting him on his belly. Biting him on his Biting belly. Biting my dog on his belly. Oh, that's one brave cocker spin. Mm -hmm. And right. then what? So then my dog turned around and he nipped him. Well, he bit him. Well, nipped him. Well, bit him. Yeah. Yeah. 
and wouldn't and let after go, that, then as, is, as pit bulls do. Right. Wouldn't let go. Right. right. And then we all were just, you know, trying to get my dog to, you know, let her How dog go. How long did go. it take? I know it seems like an eternity, but do you... Um, maybe yeah. like around... I don't know, four minutes, five a, minutes? That, that is an eternity yeah. in this situation. It did feel like it, but I really don't know exactly yeah. how long, but it did feel like What a do few you minutes. say happened, sister? Um, I saw something little and brown underneath her dog, and then I looked really hard, and the dog bit her dog here, like right in, his, in the center, up above his chest, right here underneath his neck. And the next thing I know, he's fighting the dog. He grabbed the dog. There were people, there were like three other people that were in the park with their dogs. Everyone all of a sudden is jumping. She starts screaming. She was on her phone before all this happened because she didn't even know what was going on. And so she was on her phone. Then she starts screaming. My sister was trying to get her dog, her dog, out of her dog's mouth and got bit in the process. I was yelling at everyone, asking them to please step away from both of the animals so that I could get her dog out of the dog's mouth. So I grabbed him from the back of his neck and was started to call his name. And then I pulled him up. And once I pulled him up and he was able to relax, his uh, If dog, you're so skilled at this, why didn't you do that four minutes ago? Why did I you take couldn't one? because all those other people jumped on him. The lady had him in right. a headlock. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. She had him like down. She was on the ground like this with him like this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't want to fight her. I'm just saying, please, could you just get off the dog? It was crazy. You know, By the way, the dog's okay really now, upset. right? Yes. All right. The dog um, was fine. So you like, sent an email, uh, a text to her. And and she's horrified, but you do send her a hundred bucks and you tell her that you're gonna pay. Why the change of heart? So when two dogs are playing in a park and one dog bites the other, is it just tough luck? Well, I think you should know the actions of your dogs. Like you should know your kid. Yeah, but dogs are unpredictable. I mean, if two dogs are playing and one dog bites, is the dog owner of the dog, the dog that bit responsible for nah, vet bills? No, nah, it's tough luck. That's it. Tough luck? Yeah. Who's gonna be the tiebreaker? I, I think they're responsible. Why? Because if you were driving a car and you hit another car, you'd be responsible. Only if you're negligent. Ha! Going inside the courtroom. Your Honor, I never said that I would help her with the whole bill. I said I would do what I can to help you. Said you said you. you're right about that. I never you said, said that. I will help with the expenses. That's right. What I never said I would In help increments. you with the whole Right, right, first, right. The first thing you said was, I feel terrible, I'll help with the expenses. And then when she no, tells you, and not. then she tells you, it's $854, how do you want to pay this? And then you say, I need to do it in installments. Yes. Okay. But you don't say, Honor, I'm never... not going to pay that. But it doesn't matter, because I'm still going to rule what the law is. I'm just fascinated by human nature. What is it that made you change your mind? It's not that I changed my mind, because I never... Told her I would help her. Well, with then, the whole have, bill. What, you I haven't sent another that. Have you sent any installments? She started sending me harassing um, texts, so I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not sending you anything. Okay. What were the harassing texts that she sent you? Calling my phone. Well, basically saying saying that. Um, I said, Felicia, did you get the money or whatever? She's like, yeah, I got the money. And just like, and so what? Uh, when are you going to make the next um, payment? And then she's calling my phone, hanging up. I have the text. She's calling printed. my phone, hanging up like a kid. I say hello, and she's, somebody, and she's hanging up my phone. Then I text her, I said, Felicia, um, did you call me? And she's like, uh, no, I must have been walking in a bad spot in the I city, I, I didn't call you. I walked through a dead zone, Your Honor, the call dropped. You say that you're gonna pay in installments. A month passes, one installment comes. Then on July 2nd, hello, she says to you, hope all is well, do you have any idea when you can get this paid off by? 
uh, she does that at 12, and then mm -hmm. she does it again at 2, mm -hmm. because there wasn't any answer. And then you say, hi, did you call me and not say anything? That was a little weird. Right. Anyway, I was away and did not have phone service. I did see your messages when I came back. Did you get the money I sent you? And then what do you say she says? Something, I don't even know. I oh, really, yeah, you, you know what? I cried, just no, I cried to my Hold phone. Here's so what I the really woman don't said. remember the text messages. I love text. Wait. You know? Because here's what she says. I was walking, and I think I walked into a dead zone because I could hear that. you speaking, and then the call dropped. I did get the money order, yes. Right. <laughs> That's not, where am I going to get the rest of my money? It's, it when do you think the rest yet. of the money's coming? But you can read it with whatever intonation you exactly. want. Exactly. Okay, so exactly. stop. Everybody stop. But what did you guys do wrong? You're both at a dog park and your dogs are loose. What did the dogs do wrong? What do you think? Did you got to paint out self-defense for your pit bull to not be at blame? You think that whoever, you know, bites the first bite is the, the one who the owner has to pay? That's not how this works. They're animals, folks. They're animals. And animals have to be animals. It's the human behavior that a court of law looks at to determine if someone has to pay somebody else's vet bills. So if two dogs are in a dog run, it's an assumption of the risk on everybody's part that animals will be animals, mm -hmm. yes. okay? The, the rules of the park, though, are that you are responsible for whatever injuries your dog causes? No, the rules of the park are that the park is not responsible and that you all have to watch your dog. The park cannot okay. decide that it's gonna go against well-established law in your state. Because established law is that you're both as as assuming the risk when you go in there. You got a counterclaim for $400 for the exact same reasons, zero on your counterclaim. Good luck, folks. Thank you. All right, both sides. Well, dogs will be dogs. And so step on out here and um, you assume the risk and you have to assume the responsibility. I understand that. I just think that because there's a sign that says owners are legally responsible for their dog's actions. I thought that this would go differently. Um, I'm just happy my dog's okay. Yeah, well that's the main honest. thing. But you, you understand that the park can't post a sign that uh, supersedes the real law? I understand that, I understand yeah. that? Okay, all right, head right down this way. It's a good thing the dog's all right. How you doing? Uh -huh. How are you? You too, are you glad the dogs are okay? Yes, I am glad the dogs mm. are okay. A dog will be a dog. You don't know what's in a dog's mind, so things happen. These dog it's runs. It's an unfortunate accident. Yeah. You know? These dog runs are a little scary. You know, anything can happen out there. Anything can happen. It was great because all the three of the dogs, the larger dogs, were all interacting nicely. Until, until they don't. Until you still go there? Came in and until started nipping you my, still go there? My boy. Uh, no, I learned my lesson. I'm not going back to dog parks. Barbie? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's exactly what you just said, that when a dog bites another dog, you have to prove that the owner of the dog that bit was negligent, and that is not always the case. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Augustus Gordon Davey. He says he brought his 2012 BMW 335 to the defendants and hired them to customize and wrap the car in vinyl. In the process, he leaned on the roof of his car, denting it, and he also misplaced his spoiler. He's suing for $4,282.01. The money he's owed. the defendant, Michael Sheehan. He says he was hired to wrap the plaintiff's car, spent a day or two prepping it, and then the guy called him and told him he changed his mind. 
The plaintiff then turned around and tried blaming him for causing damage he didn't do. Well, he did no such damage to that car, didn't steal his spoiler, and is certainly not going to pay any money to a swindler like the plaintiff. He's accused of spoiling a customer's Beamer. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff brought the defendant's BMW to the defendant's shop to get wrapped and says the guy damaged it. But the defendant says he never did the job. It's the case of rapper wars. Thank you, Douglas. Augustus Gordon Davey, you are suing Michael Sheehan and Long Island Vinyl Wraps for $4,282.01 that you say you are damaged as a result of his negligence while he was trying to wrap your car. Tell me what happened. So First of all, tell me what a wrap is. Um, I know what it is, but just <laughs> in case there's anybody out there who doesn't know. It's basically like a giant sticker that goes on the car. A giant the sticker that goes it's adhesive, on your It's an adhesive wrap. just goes on the outside of the car, changes the appearance, matte, pearlescent, any type of finish you want that you, you could have painted it. It's just a wrap. Okay, and why do people do it? Uh, to protect the paint off the original. Why, because you, can you peel that sticker you off and your paint You can peel it off and there's good? no scratches done to the car. Okay, and then do people do it mostly because they want to change the color or because yeah, they want to change the color, change the... the look? People do it for commercial reasons and also just protects What's the commercial reason? Uh, for like logos, decal oh, stickers, oh. yeah, stuff like that. Okay, so you hire him to do it and the whole price was going to be what? $1,000. Okay, is that cheap? Yes. Yeah, That's kind of cheap. cheap. Yeah. Why is it cheap, so cheap? I was just starting off, so I decided to do it for a fraction of what it goes for. Okay, because you don't have any experience. All right, so how did you find him? Uh, Instagram. Okay, so it looked good. So yeah. what your car w it w is a 2012 BMW 335. Correct. And um, it was what color? It's black now, and I was going to wrap it a matte green. The matte military green. finish, yeah. And why? It's a military finish. My family's in the military. Oh, okay. So, so it looked like a tank. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so so um, what went wrong? Well, I dropped the car off, and he said he was going to do it overnight. He called me the next day, and he said that um, he was having trouble with the vinyl. He needed it an extra day. So I said, okay. So in the following day, he calls me and says that he needs to change the vinyl completely because, because? It's, it's bubbling. He used a new unknown company okay. uh, instead of the... So my understanding is that you used a company that's uh, just now establishing Yes, yeah, so it was just established. I so. imagine that it's cheaper for you than using 3M or one of the big companies. Uh, the thing was, his, uh, the other companies didn't have the color, the exact color he wanted. All right, so when you used it, you said to him, look, this looks terrible. I don't like it. It's not sticking. I just wasn't comfortable with it, yes. Why? Because it was bubbling? Yeah, no, it was a very, it was a texture that I never felt before, and uh, it just wasn't feeling right. I didn't want to put it on a car. I didn't want to give it out to a customer, and I wanted to give something that was 100%. So you call him back, and you say to him, let's order another vinyl, yes. and you up the price. And I up the price. up to Which eight. he didn't balk about. Like, somebody else might say, no, yeah. give me my $1,000 deal you advertise. But he said, okay, fine, and you up the price, it almost doubled, right? Oh, uh, yeah, close. Right, so it was now 1800 mm -hmm. and you said fine. But then what happened? Um, while he was overnighting the vinyl, I went and picked up the car, because there was no point in the car sitting there, he's not wrapping it. And I worked. I was working three jobs at that time, so I needed the car. So I went, I picked up the car, and um, I drove straight to my second job after that. I didn't even go home. So um, after I got to my second job, I came home, I, I went I went to sleep, came the next day, and I looked at the, the trunk, and 
the, the roof spoiler and the roof spoiler wasn't there. Uh, I went to work on the train, came home, and I noticed when I, when I was looking for the spoiler, because he said that maybe one of his guys moved it or something. Um, I looked in the back seat, looked in the front seat, looked in the trunk. I closed the trunk and I noticed that the top of the roof was dented. I had pictures of the dents. Um, it's completely warped. I took it to two shops and they both told me that the roof needs to be completely replaced. Ha ha okay, let me see your pictures. What happened to the spoiler? Uh, the spoiler, I, we did not touch the spoiler. Um, actually, he left my shop, we shook hands, we looked over the whole car, explained everything to him, we came to an agreement saying, you know, let's just wait till the new wrap comes in. And then as soon as he left the shop, 24 hours later he calls me and then texts me and he says that all this stuff is missing and wrong. And that's well, 24 the, the hours spoiler, after the It's handshake. not all this stuff, it's that the spoiler's missing and that yeah. there's a dent on the... Roof. On the roof. Is it one dent? No, it's, there's several. You could see the dis, disformation in the reflection. If you look at the trees, they're in like circles. Yeah. The power lines are all wiggly. But that now that now that is 24 hours after he left the shop. Why would this be though a four thousand dollar repair? The whole roof has. They have to take out. Why both does the whole windshields. roof have to come out? Why couldn't it be repaired? See, that's the thing. I he mean, that's a me, you know, that's a. No, they have to take God the bless dent wizard kind of. They have to take the whole headliner out to straighten out. Were you taking it to BMW? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's the answer to that. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to take it to another shop and then No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I mean, there's also razor, razor marks, but I didn't include that. There's razor marks on the, on the um, quarter panel. No, I want to see that. Show me razor marks. I don't marks. have... You don't have pictures of razor marks on the quarter panel? Well, I didn't, I didn't consider that part of it because I was going to wrap the car anyway, so that's going to be covered, but I was going to go to a different company. I don't think I have the razor marks on here. But I'm more concerned about what happened here. How did this happen? The dents in the roof, I can't see that happening because he said it looked like we wrestled on the roof, which is not possible because oh, just him I don't know how much you can actually, I don't know how much you can lean and no one was on the roof. I mean, Well, something dented it. What would dent it like that other than I mean, when he a left hand it, leaning or something? See, when we, he left our shop, he never said anything about the dent the roof. He never said anything about the spoil. Then 24 hours later, he calls me back saying that. I don't know what happened that period of that 24 hours. It, he could have... Why would I damage anything, my own car? Anything could happen. Well, he wouldn't damage his own car, but, um, and I don't think that's the, in the, I don't, I don't think that's what he's saying. What he's saying is anything could have happened, and whether you know it or not, anything could have happened. Like, anything could have but dropped on it and dented it, you know, because 24 hours had passed. That's his argument. He, he told Where me is the spoiler, though? The spoiler isn't going to go missing. The spoiler is not anywhere in the shop. We actually have... Uh, the shop, it's a safe shop. There's cameras all over the shop. It's, uh, there's, no, there's no possibility the spoiler was stolen, and I, I'm just not the type of person that would actually do something like that. Uh, I don't think you are, but he was, he was negligence gonna be, can happen. He was going to be a returning customer to me. He was actually going to come, come back. I was actually giving his car back just so. You have some affidavit from an employee of his? He wasn't able to get it notarized. I do have what he told me. I have. Wait, you wrote it down or he wrote no, it down? No, he wrote it down. He's at college right now. He was working with him. He never paid him. He never called them back. He never paid the he guy. He never paid the employee. I have the text messages with that kid. Let me see that. Yeah. Um, did you, was that somebody who you knew? No, he knew him. He okay, was friends that, with Because uh, the fellow who worked on the car with you has some unfavorable things to say. And Why would he be is, saying he wasn't, he wasn't experienced at all. To pay the person. He said that you were on but the he, roof. I was not on the roof. I actually. What would be his motivation to say that? I, I have no clue. How did you reach that guy? He, he contacted me, and he said that... Um, How did he contact you? Instagram. The yeah, same way that I found him. 
he contacted me and he said, have I, have I heard from him? Do I have my car? What happened? And I explained to him the situation. And then um, I asked for his phone number. Wait, so, that but, could, so why is he calling you? Because he didn't hear from Mike either. Because he, he wanted to get, get paid. paid for what? His the work. car wasn't wrapped. So what he, was, you, he worked with him that, whole, that first night. Where are the pictures? Uh, that he sent me? Yeah. He says here, when you're chit-chatting on Instagram, he says uh, he had five pictures. Let me see them. I mean, I have them on my phone if you want me to pull them up. Yeah. When he came in and showed you um, the dents, what did you say to him? I never talked to him after that. But that day did you talk to him or no? Uh, no. We actually, the last time we talked was the handshake. When we walked all over the car, we actually So he talked. never came back in with the car? Uh, no, he, he came back in, but I just wasn't there. We oh, were just, oh. there was just the times. He just Who never... is the fellow with you, moral support or a yes. witness? Uh, that's my friend Ryan from moral support. Moral support, okay. Mike is actually in two of the pictures that he took, that Brandon took. And this is your car? Yeah. What is that yellow thing on top of his car? Some kind of tool? Yeah, it's probably a squeegee, which would not dent the roof. And dude, you're working on the roof. That was the first thing he did was... And clearly it didn't come in that way or you would have noticed it and that's what, that would be your testimony. Now, Brandon does say every, everything was there when they were working on it. Like, whatever it is is what was there. They didn't take... Brand, I mean, Brandon kind of indicates that there was no... Kind of sounds like what he's saying there is that there was no... Um, Spoiler. At all? No, I have text well, I messages. Know. I have text messages where he says that he doesn't need to. He needs to take the spoilers off to wrap the car, and then I have. Oh, that's not what he's saying here. Show me what you got, because here oh. what he says is, when I left that night, everything was on the car. Nothing yeah, was taken the off. The first night. The first night. And then I what? Know. I don't know. And then the car was given back. No, it wasn't because it. <laughs> okay. Look. Show right me the here. text. Show me the text. Does he change what he was saying? Brendan? No. Yeah. Oh, so whose texts are saying it has to be taken off to wrap the roof? His. Oh, let's see it. Do you text him the spoiler has to be taken off to do the roof? Yeah, but I never took the spoiler off. The spoiler but you're off. doing the roof in the picture. I'm looking at pictures of oh, you no, no, having no. done the roof. No, with the spoiler, it would help the tuck of the actual roof. All right, in the pictures, there's no spoiler. And you're telling him the spoiler had to be taken off. If there's no spoiler in the picture, who took the spoiler off? You, to do the, to do the wrap. Yes, but the spoiler... Okay, the spoiler was taken off, but the spoiler was also, the spoiler could be put back on with 3M double-sided tape, which is not, which is a lot of shops do that. According to him, you began to lay or sit on the roof, a probable cause of the roof warping. Using a razor blade, you began to trim the excess vinyl off the roof. Did you say there were razor cuts on your roof? There was. I didn't. They're on my my camera. I have a DSLR. They're on my camera. I didn't print those out because I wasn't part of the claim. I don't know how I would monetize the, the scrap. I'm not gonna repaint the whole car, so. Yeah, he does have a beef with you because you didn't pay him. So he might be saying this because he didn't get paid and he's itching to hurt him. Or he might be saying this because it happened, but he wasn't saying this in any of the stuff that you guys. He, he gave me, he, that guy gave I understand. me all my information. I understand, but I, when I don't have a human being, like, you mm -hmm. know, this is small claims, we relax the rules. Not only is it not notarized, which, okay, but I don't have the guy here to cross-examine him, mm -hmm. you see? And he's got an ax to grind, and he never said, it was never, he never testified that badly against him in the Instagram post. He didn't say, oh, I was leaning right, I was sitting on your roof. He didn't say that. Mm -hmm. He had a chance to say it, and he didn't, so. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Okay, coolest rap you ever saw. 
Oh, one of my mates uh, got his the old pull-down towel and it wrapped around and around and around and around the car and my mate Wait a minute, was this actually like like a actual hefty type whatever those things are called? That was very heavy duty, so my mates... Can I, can I, I, I don't really, what the hell is that? Oh, it's this cool t-shirt, eh? I don't know, if it's some dude Harvey, I don't know what is, who that is, but he's pretty cool apparently. Wow. He looks a little bit like Here, you. Here's the problem, it's one number after O.J. Simpson. Oh. That scares me going inside the courtroom. Here's what's going on in this case, all right? He's a plaintiff, he has a burden of proving his case by a preponderance of the evidence, not beyond and to the exclusion of all reasonable doubt by a preponderance of the evidence. It means, is it more likely than not? He's a guy who takes it off the premises. That's very bad for you when you do that because it could happen anywhere. But could it happen anywhere? How often do, does stuff happen to the roof? Where was the roof? If this was something that happened on the side of the car and he said, hey, you scratched my car. Oh, it couldn't happen. It could have happened anywhere because every single time you come in and out of a parking lot, that happens. 100 million more times than something to your roof, especially a smooth dent, not like paint chipped, a rock fell on it, something, but a smooth dent, which is from someone doing this, okay? Or laying, you know, a, you know something heavy on it or whatever else. That's the kind of way that that can happen. And hmm, who do we know who was around that roof and doing work? It's you, it's you. So here's what's gonna happen. I am going to award you the, the, the cheaper of the two estimates, plus your deposit back, plus the roof spoiler for a judgment in your favor in the amount of $4,091.83. Pay the man. Well, it's not open court, it's small claims, and here comes the defendant on the losing end because the plaintiff is able to meet his burden of proof against you. You know, it, it happens. Um, I still feel like uh, I was shorted there, but um, you know we're a good company now, and uh, we're striving to be the best. So you ready to admit that that's probably how the dent got in there? Um, how else could it? I don't know. I mean, it, the shop was it was left the shop for about 24 hours, so anything could have happened. Like I mean, something could have fallen from outer space and happens. landed there. <laughs> An alien could have landed on yes, it. Yes, could have right? happened. Uh, or maybe somebody leaned on it and maybe. All right. I'll never know. Okay, all right, all right, right around the corner this way. All right, follow him. All right, step on in here. Uh, what, what's your what's your feeling on this outcome here? I think it's fair. I mean, I proved that he dented the roof. He's the only person touching the roof, and the spoiler was missing, and I've had this spoiler for six months, so why would it disappear right after I leave his shop? Right, and so the condition of the car is what now? It's broken. <laughs> it needs it's to a be mess. fixed, yeah. And this money is enough, or are you going to go get this thing fixed up? Uh, I probably have to add some, but it should be enough. All right, Harvey, what do you got? You know, when you're dealing with this type of lawsuit, Kurt, um, you're dealing in probabilities, and the probability that the roof would get damaged 24 hours after it leaves the defendant's shop is just not there, and that's why the plaintiff met the burden of proof.